Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, February 6th. Coming up, Missouri Congressman Sam Graves says he tries not to be like some of his colleagues in Washington. We do have members of the House of Representatives uh, on both sides of the aisle that just like to get up and and beat their chest and and, uh, see what the most outrageous thing that they can say is, uh, whatever the case may be. I'm not one of those individuals. But as the recently installed chair of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, he's got a big new platform for his voice to be heard. We ask him what that means for Kansas City and for the state. First, though, our weekly look at headlines in state government and politics on both sides of the state line. Customers lined up this weekend across Missouri to make their first purchases of legal weed. Medical dispensaries, including in Kansas City, started receiving emails on Friday from the State Department of Health and Senior Services approving their licenses to sell recreational marijuana. Kansas City resident Lacey Stanley pulled up to Good Day Farm right as it opened to buy edibles. She says it helps her with anxiety and depression. It just feels like so much less stressful. It feels less illegal, you know. It feels less pressure or that we're doing something bad with the stuff. So, you know, there's such a less negative connotation with it. Recreational marijuana purchases are limited to adults 21 and older. Out-of-state residents can purchase cannabis in Missouri, but it is still illegal to take it back to states, like Kansas, where marijuana use is not yet allowed. The Missouri Senate could take up bills this week on open school enrollment, unemployment benefits, and prohibiting transgender girls from participating in sports. One bill that Democrats prevented from advancing last week in the Senate, just as Black History Month began, would establish a so-called Parents' Bill of Rights and prohibit the teaching of certain diversity-centered topics. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo, a Democrat of Kansas City, says his caucus knows those conversations aren't over. We're in a position to where there are 24 of them, there are 10 of us. Do we like the bill? No. Do I anticipate any Democrats voting for that bill? No. Uh, But we're going to try to do the best we can to make that not as horrible as what it is. On the House side, GOP leaders said the House will likely take up a multifaceted bill to address violent crime. According to the House Democratic leader, the Republican sponsor has sought input from Democrats on that legislation. Today, the American Civil Liberties Union will challenge the constitutionality of the death penalty in Kansas. As Rose Conlon of the Kansas News Service reports, the Wichita case is a focal point in the push to abolish capital punishment nationally. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for Kyle Young, a man accused of a double murder in Wichita in 2020. Young is black, and the ACLU says the state's use of capital punishment is racially discriminatory. A third of those on death row in Kansas are black, while only 6% of the state's population is. Cassandra Stubbs with the ACLU says black people and women are also disproportionately excluded from jury selection in death penalty cases. That process changes the jury pool, and it removes those jurors who are less likely to convict because they're more likely to ask hard questions about the evidence. Republican Sedgwick County District Attorney Mark Bennett said in a court filing the issue has already been litigated. And a bill in the Kansas legislature would give the state's top election official the power to decide how mail ballot drop boxes are used during elections. As Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports, a Kansas House Election Committee advanced the bill instead of other plans with tighter restrictions. 
The bill gives Republican Secretary of State Scott Schwab's office the authority to create rules and regulations for use of mail ballot drop boxes. Schwab's office and county election officials support the bill. They oppose a different bill that limits the number of boxes in each county, with most allowed to only use one. Harvey County Clerk Rick Pifo says the rules and regulations are a better option. And we look forward to working with Secretary of State's office to come up with workable, secure uh, a solution. Democratic lawmakers tried but failed to make the bill only apply for Schwab's tenure. They fear the next leader could limit the use of ballot boxes. We'll be right back. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Republican Sam Graves has represented Missouri's sprawling 6th District in Congress for 22 years. He's from Tarkio, a small town in the northwestern corner of the state, and he hasn't grabbed a lot of headlines during that time, largely supporting his party's priorities and building seniority. Last month, his service culminated in his becoming chair of the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, which oversees a massive collection of federal agencies and regulations and billions of dollars in spending. I spoke with him about his career in Congress and about why his new gig is so important for the people of Missouri and the Kansas City Metro in particular. The Transportation Infrastructure Committee controls um, the spending and the programs for all modes of transportation. So that's you know, rail, aviation, highways, pipelines, inland waterways, ports, um, you name it. Then we have a few other things on top of that. We, we are in charge of the Coast Guard. Um, we're also in charge of public buildings and uh, uh, economic development, um, FEMA being another one of our, our jurisdictions. So we have, have a pretty broad jurisdiction. And obviously, uh, again, it controls all of those uh, modes and the funding and the policies that, that go along with it. So we have a very robust transportation set of issues in the state of Missouri because we are centrally located in the United States and we're a hub for just about every mode of transportation in one way or another. So it's it's, it's pretty important. Now, a pretty major transportation project that's been in the news is Governor Mike Parson's proposal to widen and improve parts of I-70 across a lot of the state. I know I-70 just misses the southern border of your district, but uh, you're still supportive of the plan, I understand. How come? Oh, absolutely. Because I-70 is a major um, through fare for the entire country uh, going east to west. You know, we have we actually have two or three um, interstate uh, systems that go east to west, I-80 being one of those as well. But um, I-70 is right in the middle, and it just you know millions of cars uh, every year use I-70, and we want it to be just as safe as uh, as possible. And the interstate system is part of the federal highway system. So um, when the governor called me, and he actually called me a couple of weeks before he was going to make that that announcement, wanted to talk to me about it, and I told him I was completely supportive. Whatever he needed, um, I would work towards, and and we'll start working to find dollars to uh, to help the state out with that uh, with that priority. And and I applaud him for uh, for what he's doing. You know, Congressman, uh, there are there are folks who, when they hear about highway widening projects, uh, they will say. 
wait a minute, that's a lot of money. There's studies that show it doesn't really reduce traffic congestion. Uh, it increases road maintenance costs. That there's negative impacts on the environment. What do you say to that? Why why is this the right move right now, in spite of uh, you know the the existence of other forms of of transit and transportation ways ways that transportation money could be spent? Well, the fact of the matter is, it's you know, in terms of congestion or, or solving traffic issues, it absolutely does. And particularly when you have a system that was designed, you know, in the 1950s um, and never intended to, and you look at our entire, I'm talking about our entire interstate uh, network, um, it was never designed to carry the kind of capacity that we're seeing now. And all you have to do is look at I-70 and, and what's happened with the traffic counts uh, over the years. And so, um it absolutely reduces that congestion and it reduces the uh, the accident rate. I mean, there's just a lot of things involved when you put that many cars that close together with commercial as well. Uh, in the middle of that, um, you know, you're going to have problems. Yeah, I know some of those studies show that uh, when you add more lanes, more cars uh, get on the roads, fill them up. Well, and and that's obviously something that, uh, you know, that, that uh, can happen as well, but that isn't you know, that isn't a reason why we shouldn't. That's a reason why we should. Um, I know you supported, uh, I want to talk about some other issues too, uh, as, a, as a long-term Republican member of Congress. I know you supported Kevin McCarthy in all 15 ballots of his uh, election as speaker. Uh, you weren't among the number of members who were pushing him from the right. Are you concerned about the, the changes to the rules of the House, the compromises that had to be made for that uh, final ballot to be secured? I'm not. It actually makes the house a better place. You know, we went back to some of the rules that uh, were done away with under the last speaker, and uh, you know, and took the house back to um, making it more uh, accountable. Um, those uh, those changes uh, were something I supported most of them, not all of them, but but uh, uh, most of those changes, and I supported Kevin. Um, I think Kevin's going to do a great job uh, as speaker, and. And the fact that it took 15 ballots, so that's that's just what we call democracy. You know, uh, one of your fellow members on the Transportation Committee is Sharice Davids of Kansas, a Democrat. And uh, no one's ever accused you of being less than conservative. But when I was talking with Representative Davids a few weeks ago, she specifically commended you for working on the committee in a bipartisan way uh, that, that the people, the representatives of different parties have managed to get things done. Uh, do you do you see... Sharice Davids and other Democrats on the committee in that same way. Why why is your committee able to work that way when it feels like so many committees and, and the rest of Congress don't? Well, highways and bridges and and you know, aviation and rail, all of those things, they aren't partisan issues. And and while I am a conservative, um, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't want to find common ground and work with uh, with both sides. The way you get things done, the way you govern is is by you know coming together you work out the hard things first and then you um you go to the little bit um harder and then you end up with those four or five issues out there that are extraordinarily hard and you just work out that you work out the differences what i like to do in those cases is at that point is when you kick the staff out of the room and uh and you deal member to member and you just you know what do you got to have what do you have to have you know how do we get there how do we how do we uh uh, you know, find that point, and I've done that year after year after year since I've been uh, in both the minority and the majority. Um, and so that's how you do it. And I intend to take the committee uh, back to that. We kind of got away from that over the last couple of years, and we're going to go back to it. I use the word tradition. That's not a good word for it. 
Um, it's just always been the way the committee was run, and and, uh, and that's how the committee is going to move forward. In transportation, we have, you know, we're a work committee. We're not a show committee. Yeah, you call it a show committee. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know, is that a jab at your colleagues? Should there be show committees in Congress at all? No, it's not a jab at, at my colleagues necessarily, but we do have members of the House of Representatives uh, and both sides of the aisle that just like to get up and, and beat their chest and, and uh, see what the most outrageous thing that they can say is. Uh, to be able to get that recorded or get it on TV, uh, whatever the case may be. I'm not one of those individuals. Before I let you go, I want to just ask about your your district, the 6th District of Missouri. It is uh, sprawling, to say the least, covers the whole northern third of the state, uh, but it also includes that part, uh, a, a good chunk of the Kansas City metro, uh, Platte and Clay County and, and, and the surrounding area. Is it hard to connect as a member of Congress with such a large district with so many different profiles, different kinds of communities, different kinds of people? No, it's really not because um, everybody believes in the same thing. They want they want good schools. They want safe neighborhoods. Um, they want to be able to, uh, for the most part, you know, they want government to stay out of their lives. And uh, and so from that standpoint, you know, it's pretty universal all across the district. If, you know, if you're from uh, uh, from Newtown or you're from, uh, from Unionville, it's the very same as if you're from uh, you know, from uh, Parkville or, or, you know, Platte City or, or something like that, or, or some of the, uh, you know, Liberty uh, places like that. So everybody wants the same things. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a pretty good district. It's a conservative district. And, uh, you know, that's what I like about it. It is sprawling. 39 counties uh, altogether. Most of it is rural, um, which is where I come from. But uh, it's, uh, um, it's, it's a great district. The Kansas City area is uh, part of, the, probably, I mean, I think it's fair to say the, the bluest part of what is what is generally a, a, a redder district. Uh, is that a, how how do you, what do you say to, to Kansas City area voters who maybe, who maybe didn't vote for you in, in larger numbers than maybe the rest of the district? Uh, how are you able to represent them and, and why should they trust, uh, trust that you have their interests at heart in Congress? Uh, well, I do represent them and, uh, and, you know, and I tell people too, it doesn't matter I, you know, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican or a liberal or a conservative. Um, you know, I, I represent you in whatever you need. We may not agree on the issues by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I'm more than willing to step in and help with any problem that you have with uh, with government. And that's that's really, to be quite honest with you, the what the majority of what a member of Congress does is not passing legislation. It's it's helping folks navigate their way through the myriad of of issues with the federal government that may be something as simple as getting your passport renewed you know because you forgot and you're leaving tomorrow um or something harder like you know somebody's been declared deceased and clearly they're not you know and their social security has been stopped and medicare has been stopped so you gotta to to figure that out to something that is it's extraordinarily satisfying in getting somebody the medals that they won while in the military serving and they never received them. And, uh, and that's the most gratifying uh, part of the whole thing. And say, so, you know, I don't care, you know, what, what your uh, interest is in terms of politics. It matters not to me. Um, you know, you need help. Let me know. That was Sam Graves, a Republican of Tarkio, who represents Missouri's 6th District in the U.S. House of Representatives and chairs the House Transportation Committee. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. 
You can hear my full conversation with Sam Graves later this week on KCUR's daily talk show, Up to Date. It'll also be at kcur.org, where you can find more Kansas and Missouri news from Kansas City's NPR station. Nomi Ujiadeen's back tomorrow. I'm Brian Ellison. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.